Hello, and welcome to Azeroth United, the podcast where we talk about World of Warcraft Dragonflight, World of Warcraft Classic, and everything in between. My name is Denethar, and I am your host. Welcome, everyone, to Azeroth United. Thank you so much for joining us. It's uh, It's been quite the week, um, and we're recording this on uh, Monday evening rather than uh, normal Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, but uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to jump in. We've got uh, we got a lot going on. But uh, yeah, this is uh, we're, we're recording this a little early. So uh, but anyway, welcome. And um, uh, we've got some discussions about the War Within, uh, the talent hero talent trees uh, that were revealed last week uh, right after we <laughs> right after we uploaded uh and then uh we've got some um some talk about dragonflight uh and kind of the uh what's what's the legacy of dragonflight what are what are people going to look back on and, and remember about dragonflight and also uh we'll, we'll just go kind of go over everything that's happening this week in world of warcraft uh both dragonflight and season of discovery and i don't really count wrath lich king classic anymore because i, I kind of feel like that's over uh same thing with hardcore but uh yeah, I mean, technically, those are still active game modes, but um, <laughs> in actuality, uh, they're not. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, we have a great show for you today. So, uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, sit back and relax and enjoy? As always, if you have any questions or comments about the podcast, or if you have a particular topic that you'd like to hear discussed, please email me at denethar1 at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voice message by going to speakpipe.com slash United. Also, if you enjoy the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps out our distribution, so if you're inclined to do so, we'd be very grateful. So before I get into the news, let's, uh, I'd like to talk about what did I do last week in World of Warcraft? Well, technically this week is still going, but uh, I can talk about it because... What I did was I got my druid in Season of Discovery to level 27. I finally got him. <laughs> I finally got him a few levels on there. I, I did a Deadmines run. I did a I did a Stockades run. And man, I'll tell you, people are are spamming Stockade and Scarlet Monastery, and I just I can't. I, I can't do it. I actually had people who were like, "Oh, druid, come come. You have wild strikes, right? Yeah, come come do our Stockade group." And I just I was like, "Oh, why? This is this is not fun." You know, I get wanting to get to max level. I get that. I do. But it's not enjoyable to, to just spam dungeons. I no, I can't. I can't. No, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, got my druid leveled up. I, I got a few levels on the hunter as well, but uh, that was mostly because uh, I was saving. I, I wanted to hit the uh, dead mines before I got to 25, before I lost my XP buff. So, uh I parked my druid at 24 in Westfall and did a couple quests on the hunter. Got got hunter to 16, I think. But uh, yeah, you know, season of discovery is fun. It's really fun, and uh, I'd like to play it more. But I, this is the problem that I'm having with season of discovery. It suffers from that uh, where you feel like it's fake. It's, it's you go well, this is cool and all, but it's not. It's not real. This these characters are going to go away. Now we don't know that for sure. What what Blizzard is has not said what they're going to do with the Season of Discovery characters once they are um, once they close down the seasonal servers. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't want to wait and find out. I don't want to invest in seven, eight alts just to have the characters go away. Now, I guess that's really not the point. The point is the experience. It's the, the real victory is the friends that we made along the way. Yeah, I know. Um, I haven't made any friends. Uh, I'm in a guild on the, that was a wild growth. I think is the server that I'm on, whatever the PVE server is. Um, but, uh, everyone's nice, but I, I don't know. I feel like you got two people in season of discovery. You got the dads and you got the, uh, <laughs> the edgy late teen, early 20 somethings. Um, and that's about it. So, uh, I, you know, nice, nice folks for the most part. Um, it's actually kind of interesting because running season of discovery on the weekend, you get a lot of, of, uh, retail tourists, uh, people who are like, yeah, play Dragonflight, but I and I like to pop on and do Season of Discovery for a little bit here and there. What, you know, which is cool. I mean, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's 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 me too. Uh, I'm not uh, saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying that's that's what it is. So uh, anyway, Season of Discovery, a lot of fun. Um, I really want to get to 40 within the next week or so, so that I can go to Domregon. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what see what I can do. Uh, in Dragonflight, I, uh, I I just I did a couple of keystones on my Fury Warrior and my Monk, and that was about it. I, I just you you talk about the doldrums of uh, <laughs> late patch. I mean, I know that ten two five only came out a few weeks ago, but I I really the season three is just it. As far as I'm concerned, it's pretty much done. We'll have another maybe two months of it, and then yeah, I'm ready for season four. Oh, I'd like to. Oh. So I was talking to someone about the uh, season four dungeon pool, and I'm going, "Yeah, season four, the dungeon pool will be really fun." And they were like, "You do realize that Brackenhide is in the dungeon pool, right?" <laughs> and I thought, "Oh crap, <sighs> ah, dead key." <laughs> but um, you know, I I I feel bad because I feel like whoever designed Brackenhide or the team that designed Brackenhide, they probably thought, "Oh, this is going to be a really cool, fun, open." open world type dungeon and you know you can pick your path you can go through and it just sucks it's just awful so if you designed brackenhide hollow and you are listening to this i'm sorry but your dungeon sucks <laughs> so hopefully you also designed something cool like algathar uh, because that one's fantastic um if i had to pick my my top dragonflight dungeons i would go algathar uh azure vaults ruby life pools and uh uh, probably Oldemon. Yeah, those, those would be my top four. The, the bottom four would be Naltharis, um, Brackenhide, No Code Offensive, and uh, Halls of Infusion. Yeah. <laughs> the Halls of Infusion is actually really fun, but um, it's just a couple of trash mobs that make it not, not fun. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, yeah. Um, season three kind of for me anyway personally winding down um i'm uh not really not really trying to push anymore i, I might get a a bug up my butt at some point and try and get the monk to 2000 rating but uh for right now he's just chilling and, and i'm okay with that um i also might get the frost mage uh geared up i probably not season three but in season four i'm going to get him geared up because he's probably going to be one of my main characters going into the war within because we'll get to it later, but I'll tell you, man, the 
Frostfire spec for, for mages. Whew, that looks good. It looks tasty. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's about all I <laughs> that's about all I got up to. Oh, wow, I really didn't talk much about what I did in WoW. I'm just rambling. Um, but we we do have a lot to talk about, so uh, let's get into it. It's time for the news. In Blizzard news, so the Warcraft team has announced the festivities for the 10th anniversary of Hearthstone. Uh, yeah, it's been 10 years already. Jeez. Uh, so they're going to do, um, first off, you can get the, if you log into Hearthstone from March 11th to May 14th, uh, it just says to log in. I don't know if you have to complete any matches, but uh, you can collect the Fiery Hearthsteed mount for World of Warcraft. So that's pretty cool. So it's actually really, uh, it's the same as the uh, Hearthsteed mount, but it's it's fiery. So, uh, and then there will be some things going on in Azeroth uh, from March 11th to March 18th. So definitely going to want to log in to check that out when that rolls around. That will probably coincide with the uh, pirate patch. So um, I'm just going to start calling it the pirate patch instead of, 10.2.6 cuz that's a mouthful but pirate patch sounds like fun. Um yeah, so uh I you know I I played Hearthstone when it first came out and I was like, "Yeah, this is fun." And then I no. <laughs> I gave up. Uh yeah, so check that out. Uh there will be a link in the show notes uh with some information about that. Um in addition, they announced the WoW Hardcore Self-Found mode will begin on February 29th. Um, so yeah, this is pretty cool. This is the, the new hardcore. So you can't, uh, send or receive mail from players. You can't buy or sell on the auction house. You can't trade. Um, this includes things like enchants, uh, mage water. Um, yeah. So I'm still not convinced that this is going to be as popular as maybe Blizzard is hoping it will revitalize hardcore, but, um, because one of the things that made it so popular on the unofficial hardcore servers was that it was solo cell founds. You couldn't even join a group. Now you'll be able to join a group, which a lot of the hardcore players are not interested in. Um, and they'll be on realms that have um, players that are not self found. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, I, I guess you'll still be able to join a group with your buddy and have him run you through the dead mines or whatnot. So I feel like that's. There, yeah, there's no point. But you know what? Some people are excited. So if you are, um, cool. Uh, go check out the WoW Hardcore self mo- Self-Found mode on February 29th on Classic Era servers. Um, yeah. In other news, the Mythic Dungeon International will take place uh, starting on February 16th. So we're going to have two groups, Group A and Group B. Uh, so Group A is eight teams, and they're going to compete from February 16th to the 18th, and there will be a prize pool for Group A of $30,000. Group B will be February 23rd through 25th, and also eight teams and $30,000. The Global Finals will be March 8th through the 10th, and that will be eight teams, four from each of the groups, and the the prize pool there is twenty. Um, sorry, two hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of scratch. Two hundred sixty thousand dollars in prize money for the whole thing. That's okay. I guess they had. You know, they might have to fire some people to to make that work. I'm I'm sorry. It's too soon. That's that was terrible. 
you know what? I'm going to delete that. No, I'm not. Uh, so yeah. Um, and then yeah, I think you'll be able to watch it on uh, Twitch, uh, Twitch TV, um, probably on YouTube as well. And uh, there's some information about it on Raider IO, uh, as well as on the World of Warcraft website. So I will have both of those linked in the show notes. So if you're interested in the MDI, I, I the MDI is fun. It's okay. I really like the Great Push, but um, MDI is fun. I, I'd like to see how clever they get and how fast they 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 go. You know how big how big of a pull can you do that sort of thing. That's really cool. Um, I, the stuff that I could never do. I'm like, wow, that's that's out of my reach. But uh, you know, there's some players that that's their thing. So um, pretty cool. Uh, so definitely want to check that out. Uh, a just a note here about the spirit of Ekaro which is a mount that you can get from Legion Archaeology. So uh, this is your annual uh, chance to get this mount. So um, there's a a Wowhead link that I'll I'll put in the show notes, but basically you have to go to uh, the Broken Isles and and do some some archaeology there. And it's a a cool, it's like a ghost moose mount or something in, um, oh gosh, I can't even remember the name of the zone now. Uh, High Mountain. It's in High Mountain. Yeah, where the high mountain torrent are from. <laughs> Way to go! Uh, yeah, so there's um, uh, just a reminder that the spirit of Ekaro is available on live servers right now through February 21st. So make sure you get it if you don't already have it, because it will be gone again until next year. Um, so yeah, this is a kind of a light news week. Uh, I was poking around a little bit. Um, you know, there's there's some rumblings about Overwatch 2 and uh, a couple of uh, things about Diablo. But, uh, you know, really, this is I, I don't want to start delving into a bunch of different Blizzard products. So uh, we're going to keep the news about uh, World of Warcraft. Um, and uh, yeah, that's uh, so that's it for the news. So let's go on to this week in World of Warcraft. Let's talk about World of Warcraft. This week is Dragonflight Season 3, Week 14. Oh, man. We're just trucking on. Um, The Mythic Plus affixes for this week are Tyrannical, Storming, and Raging. Uh, So Tyrannical, of course, bosses have 30% more health and deal 15% more damage. Storming tornadoes spawn around enemy creatures while in combat. Uh, yeah, storming is, is a little rough, um, but uh, I, I have found that if you're able to, as the tank, it would be a good job to eat the tornadoes. I mean, you just pretend like you're Godzilla and you're going to eat the tornado. Uh, yeah, but storming is annoying. Um, it's just, uh, yeah. Uh, and then raging. <laughs> non-boss enemies enrage at 30% more health uh, or at 30% health becoming immune to crowd control other than interrupts yeah okay so i used to think oh raging's not that bad oh uh, yeah they're just you know 30% health they're almost dead <laughs> and then i started doing um higher keys yeah uh, but still this is a tyrannical week so it's not so bad you can still burn them down pretty fast and uh yeah um it, i don't know i thought last week i thought it was going to be really good push week um but 
man, at this point in the season, it's all the tanks who don't know how to deal with um, Spiteful. And so my suspicion is that you're going to get a bunch of tanks who don't know how to deal with Raging and Storming. Yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. So good luck. Um, enjoy your your key runs. Uh, uh, boy. Yeah, I, I, I've said it before. Mythic Plus is my favorite game mode right now in WoW. I really love it. It's so much fun. I'm getting kind of sick of the affixes, though. <laughs> it just, I get that they're supposed to add an extra complexity and challenge. I get that. But holy crap, it gets hard at high level. Man, and I'm not even doing that high. You know, I'm doing 16, 17, 18. You know, what, are these, what is this doing at like a 27? Oh my gosh. Uh, I can't even imagine. Uh, so storming will affect uh, boss fights. So you'll have tyrannical storming. That's going to be really nasty. Uh, raging, it only affects non-boss enemies, so uh, that thankfully doesn't really have too much of a factor. The mobs should die pretty fast. Um, but yeah, once they hit 30% health, you can't stun them, you can't CC them, you can't do anything but interrupt. So yeah, it's uh, it sucks for when you're trying to pull big groups and you oh, you just stun them. Oh, nope, yep, half of them are below 30% health, so you can't stun. So best of luck. The uh, holiday of, or the bonus event this week is the Dragonflight Dungeon event. So you can get the Son of the Warrior buff, which will allow for the final boss of each Dragonflight Dungeon. We'll drop an extra item. This does not unfortunately work for Keystones because the final boss does not drop an item in a Keystone. It's from the Keystone chest. So he can't drop an extra item if he doesn't drop an item. Uh, Man, I really wish they would make that available for keystones. How great would it be? Three items in every keystone. Oh, come on, Blizzard. What are you doing? Uh, and then you can also pick up the quest Emissary of War from Kazra and Valdraken. This requires you to complete four dungeons on Mythic difficulty. This can be Mythic Zero or Keystone. And your reward will be a heroic Amir Drasil item. Um, so best of luck on your your trinkets if you can get your uh signet brand that would be awesome um but more than likely you'll get like a cloak or bracers or something that you already have um yeah so, <laughs> so there you go uh dragonflight dungeon event is always kind of a highlight for me because y you do get that um heroic piece and it's it's really nice a little extra a little extra little extra bonus um but uh yeah, I really wish that it would just drop an extra item at the end of the keystone, but uh, sadly it does not. So, uh, your PvP brawl for this week is Deep Six. So this uh, uh, you get teams of six players going against each other in Warsaw Gulch, Silver Shard, Silver Shard Mines, and Temple of Kotmugu. Um, each battleground offers a little variation on the traditional format. So you get like the flags are closer together in Warsaw Gulch. There are fewer carts in Silver Shard Mines and only two orbs in the Temple of Kotmogu. Uh, if you zone into the uh, brawl, you can get the quest something different, which is to win a PvP brawl and re will reward you with uh, conquest, honor, and marks of honor. So that's pretty cool. If you don't really PvP, just remember that your marks of honor can get you the uh, old transmog from different... Uh, different expansions passed. So if that's something you're looking for, then I would definitely check that out. 
Uh, let's see what else we have. Oh, uh, the Lunar Festival and the uh, Love is in the Air holidays are still ongoing. So for the Lunar Festival, make sure you pick up your Winding Slither Drake for 50,000 gold. That's actually really cool uh, dragon riding armor. And uh, for Love is in the Air, make sure you're running the uh, boss every day for your X45 Heartbreaker mount and your love armor for your renewed Proto Drake. And remember, you must be level 60 or higher to be eligible for the mounts. You must be this tall to ride. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, for the, let's see, that's it as far as the what's going on this week. There's not, there's really not a lot going on in Dragonflight. Uh, in Season of Discovery, um, it's really just, you know, uh, Nomergon Week 2. Um, and uh hopefully <laughs> hopefully the uh PvP event in uh, Stranglethorn Vale continues to get cleaned up because it's a little brutal down there. It really is. So um <laughs> best of luck. Right, so let's uh let's move on into something new. Let's talk about something new. So I wanted to talk about these hero taunts that got revealed by Blizzard. Um, so we had some that they released back in December, I believe it was, which was um, where we get Death Knight, Evoker, Paladin, and Warrior, um, which is is cool. Um, and now we got uh, a new one for Druid, Hunter, Mage, and Priest. Um, yeah, so the. <laughs> The hero talents are really interesting because it's more... It, we have some choice nodes in there, which is cool. Um, but it it's a lot more reminiscent of the mop era talents, where it's just like, I don't know, pick a talent based on your class. Uh, oh, you're a balanced druid? Okay, well, you get two choices. You can either choose Keeper of the Grove or Loon's Chosen. Those are your two talent choices. Oh, you're a Feral Druid, Druid of the Claw, or Wildstalker. And there you go. Um, it's not the, oh, do you want to be more of a melee uh, healer, or do you want to be a, or, or do you want to um, be a healer that goes into cap form, or do you want to be a healer that does balance spells, or do you want to be a healer that doubles down on their healing spells, or do you want to be a healer that can off-tank, or do you, no, you get two choices. And the choices are not terribly compelling so far um, and I know that Blizzard has said that they are they are working on them and this is not their final form so and that's fine I'll I will allow it um but if you really think about it we're we're almost reverting back to all right you pick this one or that one um rather than all right well I want to get to this talent so I gotta go down this branch of the tree uh, but I also want this talent, so I got to go down that branch of the tree. And I don't know. I, I feel like it's uh, it's giving us less choice. Um, it's not as bad as the Shadowlands Covenants, uh, which a lot of people have compared this to. This is this is not that. <laughs> this is not the Shadowlands Covenants, just because there's a visual component to it and a thematic component to it. Um, it's not going to give us Shadowlands talent. You can still switch these when you change your talent spec. Um, you go, oh, I'm, I'm doing M+. plus. All right, I'm going to switch to my uh, Keeper of the Grove build. Oh, I'm doing 
uh, raid. I'm going to switch to my Wildstalker build. I don't know what what <laughs> what what the Wildstalker one is. I'm just saying you couldn't choose based on what you're doing. Um, oh, I'm doing world quest, so I have to switch for this boss. Whatever. Right. So <laughs> it's just I'm gonna just kind of run through these real quick. Um, but more so than anything, I, I kind of want to think about the future of World of Warcraft and how we can continue to have um, player agency and, and choices um, without without it becoming boring or without it becoming cumbersome like the Shadowlands Covenants were. Um, so, all right, let's just run through this. Uh, let's start with Keeper of the Grove. Uh, first things first. You, when you choose Keeper of the Grove, you automatically get a talent called Dream Surge. So, um, yeah. Uh, Force of Nature grants three charges of Dream Burst, causing your next Wrath or Starfire to explode on the target. Dealing nature damage near my enemies. Damage reduced above five targets. Uh, so obviously that's for Balanced Druids. And then for Restoration Druids, you get Grove Guardians cause your next targeted heal to create two Dream Petals near the target. Healing up to three nearby allies. Stacks up to three charges. Okay. So your, your Grove Guardians do a little bit better. Um, and that's that's fine. Or your Tree Ants do a little bit better. Either one. Um, okay. Yeah, that's that's fine. So that's your, uh, your uh, Keystone Talent. Um... Right. Then that drops down to the first level. These are your, your choices. And this isn't really a choice. This is, you get all these talents. Um, this is not a, oh, I hope you choose the right, the right branch of your tree. No, you get all the talents. The only th choice you have to make is you have a few choice notes, and we'll get down to those later. Um, okay. First off, Treants of the Moon. Your Treants cast Moonfire on nearby targets about once every six seconds. I don't know what that about is for, but, um, I think that's just word, bad, uh, bad typing, bad copy. Uh, yeah. So your trance cast me. So I guess I'm, I'm assuming this also means the Grove Guardians. Um, okay. I mean that's whatever. That's fine. Uh, uh. So expansiveness. Your maximum mana is increased by five percent, and your maximum astral power is increased by twenty. Okay, that's fine. Nothing wrong there. Um. Protective Growth. Your regrowth protects you, reducing damage you take by 8% while your regrowth is on you. Okay, that's that's actually pretty good. It's a good DR. Um, just keep regrowth on yourself all the time. You take 8% less damage. That's pretty cool. I like that. Uh, on the second level, we've got Power of Nature. So, okay, so this, this is a choice. You can choose either Power of Nature or Durability of Nature. Your Power of Nature... Uh, basically, your trance no longer taunt and deal more damage. Or for resto, your Grove Guardians increase the healing of your Rejuve, Efflorescence, and Life Bloom by 5% while active. That's power of nature. And then durability of nature, uh, your trance have 50% increased health, and your Grove Guardians nourish and swift men spells also apply a minor Scenarian Ward and heals the target over 8 seconds next time they take damage. So, okay. I mean, this is all fine. It's, it's there's nothing wrong. First of all, I don't like the Grove Guardians. I think that's I, I I don't like that gameplay. And when they changed that to make that kind of the focal point of the Resto Druid, I really just lost interest. I yeah, my Resto Druid is dead to me, and yeah, so 
But that's fine. Some people like that, and that's fine. Uh, okay, next up we have Scenarius Might. Uh, this is still on tier 2. So we've got casting Star Surge or Starfall. Increases the damage of your next Star Surge or Starfall by 10%. Stacking up to two times. Casting another spell cancels this effect. Alright, so... Yeah, so lots of Star Surge and... Starfall. Oh, I guess if you cast them several times in a row, um, you increase their damage. Okay, that's that's cool. Uh, makes for interesting gameplay. So you build all the way up, and then you spam your uh, astral power abilities, and then you build them back up again. Okay. Uh, casting uh, for rest of druids, casting your growth, wild growth, or swift mend, increase the healing of your next regrowth, wild growth, or swift mend. Same deal. Um, so if you toss out a rejuve or you toss out a life bloom, it interrupts the effect. So. Yeah, this is less interesting for Resto Druids because, I mean, I guess you could go in sequence, do a regrowth, then a wild growth, then a swift mend, then another regrowth, then a... That's fine. Uh, and then finally, on tier two, we have another choice node. So this gives us the choice between Grove's Inspiration and Persistent Enchantments. Uh, Grove's Inspiration is Wrath and Starfire damage increased by 12%. Regrowth, Wild Growth, and Swift Mend healing increased by 6%. Okay, so they're really going in hard on this Regrowth, Wild Growth, and Swift Mend. Very interesting. Um, it's almost like they're trying to get away from the Efflorescence Life Bloom build. Uh, and then Persistent Enchantments. We have Orbital Strike applies Stellar Flare for 20 seconds and Primordial Arcanic Pulsar grants Celestial Alignment for 2 additional seconds. Okay. Uh, and then Reforestation grants Tree of Life for two additional seconds. All right, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, all right, on tier three, we've got Bounteous Bloom. Uh, I'm sorry, this is another choice note. So we've got Bounteous Bloom or Early Spring. Uh, Bounteous Bloom is your tree ants generate three astral power every two seconds, and your Grove Guardian's healing is increased by 20%. Okay. Uh, or Early Spring, which is... Um, Force of Nature cooldown reduced by 10 seconds and Guardian Grove Guardians cooldown reduced by 3 seconds. Alright, that's, that's fine. If you really like the Grove Guardians or your, your tree ants, that's cool. I mean, so this is a lot of pet play. Um, this, this tree is like all in on your tree ants. So, cool. Uh, next up we have another choice node, which is Power of the Dream or Control of the Dream. So, Power of the Dream gives us, uh, let's see, Force of Nature grants an additional stack of Dream Burst. Healing spells cast with Dream Surge generate additional Dream Petal. Scenarius Might increases spell damage or healing by an additional 5%. Okay. Control of the Dream. Time elapsed while your major abilities are available to be used is subtracted from that ability's cooldown after the next time you use it up to 5 seconds. Time elapsed while your major abilities are available to use. Uh, okay. So I guess if you have to hold your cooldowns, um, it gives you less of a cooldown when you finally do use Okay. Uh, up to five seconds. All right, that's fine. Um, so if you were like, I'll hold up, let's just, I'll, I'll wait until I... Okay. Uh, and then also affects nature, swiftness, incarnation, tree of life, force of nature, celestial alignment, and convoke with spirits. Oh, I see. It's, so it's those abilities that are affected. Okay, that's, that's cool. I like it. Um, yeah. Yeah, get a little... An extra five seconds, so that, that could make or break a key. 
and then finally on tier three, we have another, um, this is not a choice. No, this is just blooming infusion. Every five regrowths you cast, make your next wrath, starfire, or entangling roots instant and increase the damage it deals by hundred percent. Or alternately, every five star surges or starfalls you cast, make your next regrowth or entangling roots instant. All right. That's pretty cool. Some, a uh, little bit of, uh, healing on balanced druids or balanced spells on resto druids so that's fine and then your uh capstone talent is harmony of the grove each of your force of nature trance increase the damage you deal by uh, your spells deal by three percent while active um okay so if you have multiple trance up each one gives you three percent so you've got three up you get nine percent each of your grove guardians increases your healing done by three percent while active again same thing uh, if you have three up you get nine percent that's pretty cool. So, yeah, I, like I said, I don't like the Grove Guardians. I haven't played Balance for um, BFA, I think, was the last time I played Balance. So it's been it's been a few years. Um, I'm terrible at Balance Druid. <laughs> the Eclipse mechanic just kills me every time. But anyway, uh, and then Resto Druid, I, I really like the Efflorescence Life Bloom build. Um, that was really big in season one, but I do not like the Grove Guardians. So, um, yeah, if this is your thing, if you're, you're really big on the trance, then great. Uh, this is a really good option for you, Keeper of the Grove. Um, I'm hoping that the Wild Stalker is a much better option for a Resto Druid. Otherwise, yeah, my Resto Druid will be taking a expansion off. So there you go. That is the Druid. Uh, hero talent. Next up, we have the Hunter talent tree, which is Dark Ranger. Um, so this is for Beast Mastery and Marksmanship. So first up, uh, Black Arrow. <laughs> uh, 30 second cooldown, fire a Black Arrow into your target, causing it to take shadow damage every 2 seconds for 16 seconds. Each time Black Arrow deals damage, you have a chance to reset the cooldown of Aim Shot or Barbed Shot. Okay, so this is this is cool. I like this. Um, this is a new new shot, and um, right off the bat, it, it helps you uh, reset your cooldown, so I like that a lot. Um, the first tier, we've got Ranger's Finesse. Aim Shot and Rapid Fire deal 15% increased damage. Barb Shot and Kill Command deal 15% increased damage. Okay, more damage. I'm not going to complain about that. Uh, Dark Hounds. Each time Black Arrow deals damage, you have a chance to manifest an undead hound to charge your target and deal shadow damage. Okay. Um, yeah. Sure. This is like a like a demon dog from Stranger Things. Is that what we're... <laughs> okay. okay. Calm down, buddy. Zit. Um, and then the third one on tier on the first row is uh, Death Shade. When you apply Black Arrow to a target, you gain the Death Blow or Hunter's Prey effect. Doesn't tell us what that is, but um, yeah, that's cool. Yep. Uh, going down to the next row, we've got a choice node, Dark Empowerment or Grave Reaper. So Dark Empowerment, when Black Arrow resets the cooldown of an ability, you gain 15 focus. Cool. Grave Reaper, when a target affected by Black Arrow dies, the cooldown of Black Arrow is reduced by 12 seconds. Okay. That's that's cool. That's, that's a good uh, when you're clearing trash mobs. All right. Um, next up, choice node. Embrace the shadows. You heal for 15% of damage dealt by you or your pets. 
Uh, oh, shadow damage dealt by you or your pets, okay. Or smokescreen. Exhilaration grants you three seconds of survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest activates exhilaration at 50% effectiveness. Okay, that one's that one's good. Uh, and then finally, dark chains. Disengage will choose the closest target to the ground. Oh, I'm sorry. Disengage will chain the closest target to the ground, causing them to move 40% slower until they move eight yards away. That's really going to get you out of the way. So, pretty cool. I like that. But that probably won't have any horrible ramifications in PvP. <laughs> uh, okay. Row three. Intense darkness when True Shot or Call of the Wild is active. Black Arrow deals damage 50% faster. Okay. 50% faster, so I guess it's every second and a half. Okay, that's good. Uh, shadow Surge, when multi-shot hits a target affected by Black Arrow, a burst of shadow energy erupts, dealing moderate shadow damage to all enemies near the target. Okay, so this is your, your cleave. All right, I like that. This can only occur once every six seconds. Okay, well, that's not great, but... Okay. Uh, and then the... Last one is another choice node, Darkness Calls. All shadow damage you and your pets deal increased by 10%. Or Shadow Assassin, Kill Shot has a 15% chance to generate a charge of Aim Shot or Barb Shot when used on a target affected by Black Arrow. Okay, so we've really gone all in on this Black Arrow, which I think is really cool. So that, I guess this is just what they're going to do with these um, trees is you get your capstone. And, or you get your keystone, and it's going to be a new ability, and then all of your talents are going to build on that until you get to your uh, capstone, which gives it some extra dimension. Like in this case, the capstone is Withering Fire. When Black Arrow resets the cooldown of Aim Shot or Barb Shot, a barrage of Dark Arrow strikes your target for shadow damage, increases the damage you and your pets deal by 10% for 6 seconds. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um... Okay, so, and now, one thing that I've noticed about this tree is it's very single target focused. Um, and I know that right now Beast Mastery hunters are like cleave machines, so I'm not sure if this is going to be more for like boss fights. This this might be a, oh, let me switch to my Dark Ranger spec for the boss fight. Um, I mean, there is some AoE cleave ability in here but for the most part it's it's very single target focused based on which target has your black arrow black arrow has a 30 30 second cooldown so eh, i don't know we'll see we'll see how this goes um and once we get into the alpha i guess so um well not we get into the alpha but once somebody gets in the alpha and starts posting some <laughs> some details about it so all right so that's hunters All right, next up we have the Frostfire Mage. So this is obviously for <clears throat> Frost and Fire specialties. Uh, so, um, okay, yeah, this one's kind of interesting, actually, because it's, it's a lot of um, uh, interplay between the two, um, the two specs, so... Uh, at the top, the keystone ability is fire, Frost Fire Mastery. Your damaging fire spells generate one stack of Fire Mastery, and Frost spells generate one stack of Frost Mastery. Fire Mastery increases your haste by 1%, and Frost Mastery increases your mastery by 1% for 12 seconds. Stacking up to 8 times each, adding stacks does not refresh the duration. Okay, 
That's fine. Um, okay, so let's go to the first row. We have a choice node, which is Imbued Warding or Meltdown. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's interesting. So Imbued Warding, uh, Fire, Blazing Barrier also casts an Ice Barrier at 25% effectiveness. And for Frost, Ice Barrier also casts a Blazing Barrier at 25% effectiveness. This also affects your Mass Barrier for both of those so, like I said, a little bit of interplay there. Um, or melt down. You melt slightly out of your ice block and ice cold, allowing you to move slowly during ice block and increasing your movement speed over time. Ice block and ice cold trigger a blast wave when they end. Okay, all right. That's <laughs> that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, that's a very interesting defensive node there. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because... I, you know, I, I I have a frost mage, and he's a lot of fun. But um, yeah, he's he's squishy. <laughs> he's really squishy. <laughs> so having a little bit of extra defense might be kind of nice. Uh, okay, frost fire bolt. Uh, so this replaces frost bolt and fireball. So this is your main generator for both specs. Uh, launches a bolt of frost fire at the enemy, dealing frost fire damage, slowing movement speed by fifty percent, and causing an additional frost fire damage over eight seconds. Uh, frost fire bolt generates. A stack of both fire and frost mastery. So, if we go back up to the uh, keystone talent, which is um, fire mastery, gives you one percent haste, and frost mastery gives you one percent mastery. So, uh, every time you cast frost fire bolt, you get one of each, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. Um, Okay, so we have another choice node here, which is either Elemental Affinity or Flame and Frost. Uh, for Elemental Affinity, we have the cooldown of Frost spells is reduced by 10% for Fire. And for Frost, the cooldown of Fire spells is reduced by 30%. Wait a minute. <laughs> fire gets Frost spells cooldown reduced by 10%. Okay. But Frost gets Fire spells cooldown reduced by 30%? That's not fair. <laughs> well, I guess... I guess if you really break it down, it'd probably make sense, but I'd have to go through all the spells between the two specs to, to see that. So, uh, okay, Flame and Frost is the other choice. Uh, fire, Cauterize, resets the cooldown of your Frost spells with a base cooldown shorter than four minutes when it activates. Oh, okay. So if you're about to die, you get all your Frost spells reset. Cool. Uh, and then for Frost, Cold Snap uh, additionally resets the cooldown of your Fire spells. Okay, cool. Like I said, some interesting interplay there. Um, all right, row two, uh, isothermic core, comet storm now also calls down a meteor and a meteor calls down a comet storm. <laughs> all right. Um, cool. Uh, another choice node, severe temperatures, uh, casts frost or fire spells. Yeah, I'm sorry. Casting frost or fire spells increases the damage of your next frost fire bolt by 6%, stacking up to five times. Okay, cool. Uh, and then thermal conditioning is the other choice. Frost fire bolts cast time is reduced by 10%, which I guess that's a uh, point second. So yeah, it'd be 1.8 seconds. I'll take that. Uh, okay. Next is frost fire infusion. Your frost and fire spells have a chance to trigger an additional bolt of frost fire, dealing frost fire damage. This effect generates frost fire mastery when activated. Okay. 
Just, if you want some frost or some fire, your frost fire will give you more frost fire with your frost and your fire. Fun. Okay. I, I feel like some of these, they, they were just like, I don't know, give them, make it do more stuff. <laughs> uh, all right, third row. Exce- excess frost. So for fire, reaching maximum stacks of frost mastery causes your next Phoenix Flames to also cast Ice Nova at 200% effectiveness. When you consume excess frost, the cooldown of Meteor is reduced by 5 seconds. Huh. Okay, for frost, reaching maximum stacks of frost mastery causes your next Flurry to also cast Ice Nova at 200% effectiveness. When you consume excess frost, the cooldown of Comet Storm is reduced by 5 seconds. Okay, so this is... This is interesting. Um, I, this is really just going all in on frost, but um, okay, yeah, I will see. I'm I'm not really clear on that one. It looks more like if you use frost spells, you get an effect. Doesn't really help fire, so okay. Uh, Frostfire Empowerment. Your Frost and Fire spells have a chance to activate Frostfire Empowerment, causing your next Frostfire Bolt to always critically strike. Explode for 80% of its damage to nearby enemies and to be instant cast. Now that's a talent. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, anytime I get a really cool instant cast like that, I'm, I'm in. And especially if it can, if it's always going to be a crit, oh, that's going to feel good. I like that. And it's a cleave. Oh man, that's like that's a good spell. I like that a lot. Uh, okay, X. Oh, here we go. So excess fire, reaching maximum stacks of fire mastery, causes your next fire blast to apply living bomb. When this living bomb explodes, reduce the cooldown of phoenix flames. And then for frost, reaching maximum stacks of fire mastery, causes your next ice lance to apply living bomb. And when it explodes, you gain brain freeze. Okay, so you have excess frost and excess fire. And like I said, you get all of these choices. It's just, you know, maybe you'll get one at level 77 and one at level 78 or whatever. Um, but you will have both of those at level 80. Uh, not to, you don't have to make a choice. And then at the, the bottom, the capstone talent is Flash Freeze Burn. Frostfire Empowerment grants you maximum benefit of Frostfire Mastery and refreshes its duration. Ah, now here we go. Activating Combustion or Icy Veins grants you Frostfire Empowerment. Cool. So when you do uh, Combustion or Icy Veins, you get extra benefit from your Frostfire Mastery. And it resets the duration, or refreshes the duration, I should say. That's really cool. Okay, yeah, this is good. I like this. I might have to play around with this, because I have switched back and forth between Fire and Frost over the years. Um, Ultimately, I like Frost a little bit better, because I'm not in love with the Combustion um, mechanic. Um, or the uh, Sun King Salvation or whatever it is. But um, yeah, this is cool because it gives me access to the fire tree without having to be fire. So that's that's fun. Um, yeah, I, I like this a lot. I think this is good. Uh, the other choice for um, Frost Mage is going to be... Uh, let's see what I have that written down here. It is Frostfire or Spellslinger, which is a choice for Arcane or Frost. So... I'll probably be going Frostfire. Um, <laughs> it's like the new elemental build. I, I like it. I like that a lot. All right. Last one is the Priest Tree. So the Priests get the Oracle Tree. And this one's caused a little bit of controversy online. Um, yeah. So because the first, the Keystone Talent is Premonition. Premonition replaces Power Infusion. The one minute cooldown. And it gives you access to three buffs. 
Solace, which increases your target's healing received by 25%. Insight, increases your target's magic damage dealt by 10%. Or Glory, increases your target's physical damage dealt by 10%. Um, right. And th these are all for 10 seconds. Uh, so the, the thing with this is, I guess, you activate it, and then it cycles through each of these three buffs er every second. So it'll cycle through, and then when you get the one you want, you hit the button again, and it buffs your target. This sounds awful. <laughs> this just sounds terrible. Um, I don't know who, which one of the devs sat down and was like, yeah, that's a good idea. But this sounds awful. Um, okay, let's just run through these. First row, preventative measures increases the damage absorbed by power word shield by 10% and the healing done by prayer of mending by 10%. Sorry, this is for discipline and holy. So the art uh, oracle. Uh, next is pre preemptive care increases the duration of atonement by one second and increases the duration of renew by three seconds. Okay, that's that's fine. I'll take that. Um, and then a choice node, waste no time. Premonition causes your next power word, Radiance, Heal, or Prayer of Healing to be instant cast and cost 15% less mana. Okay. Or, Miraculous Recovery reduces the cooldown on power word life by 3 seconds and allows it to be usable on targets below 50% health. Alright, that's fine. Okay. Row 2. We have Assured Safety. Power word shield applies one stack of Prayer of Mending. And Prayer of Mending casts power word shield at 20% effectiveness. Uh, yeah, that's, this is kind of interesting, trying to, trying to create some interplay between those two. Uh, next up is a choice node, prompt deliverance, reduces the cooldown of purify by two seconds, or divine feathers, when an ally walks through your angelic feather, you're also granted 100% of its effect. Huh, this is like Blessing of Freedom, where you cast it on someone else, you get the effect as well. Uh, okay, foreseen circumstances, uh, pain suppression reduces damage taken by an additional 10%, and guardian spirit lasts an additional 2 seconds. Alright, that's fine. It's, it's not super compelling, but it's fine. Um, okay. Third row, grand reveal, when your power word shield is fully absorbed or your prayer of mending heals, gain a stack of grand reveal. At 150 stacks, gain an additional charge of premonition. Okay, so this is for long fights. I wonder if that resets when you're out of combat. I'd be curious to see that. Okay. Uh, finally. Oh, sorry. No, not finally. We have two more. And then the capstone. Uh, choice node. Perfect vision. Reduces the cooldown of premonition by 10 seconds. Okay. Or versatile dimensions. Sorry. Versatile divinations. I don't know how I misread that. Uh, premonition can now trigger the brilliance and urgency effects. So brilliance restores 5% of your target's mana. Or urgency increases your target's haste by 12%. Um, okay, so I guess and it, if you choose this one, I guess it's now going to cycle through five choices, one every second. So you have to wait five seconds to... This is terrible. They've got to change this. This is awful. All right, the third one on the third row is a choice node, Divine Providence. Increases the duration of your premonition effects by two seconds. So it goes from 10 to, two, uh, 10 to 12 seconds. Or, Premonition's effect is increased by 30%. If the Divine spell is different than the previous Premonition. So if you keep using the same one over and over again, it doesn't do anything. But if you switch your effect, maybe you go from a Rogue to a Mage, um, then those effects will be increased by 30%. So yeah, this is really... Uh, a lot of people have compared this to um, 
AUG Evoker, and this is definitely a support spec. Um, the capstone is Clairvoyance. Premonition has a low chance to grant you Clairvoyance. Clairvoyance grants your target and two nearby allies all the effects of Premonition at 100% effectiveness. All the effects of Premonition. Okay. So that means if you use it and you proc Clairvoyance, then your whole group is super buffed. But if you don't, then your group feels terrible. And they hate you. I despise this. <laughs> I already hate my priest, but this is just terrible. Um, I, I I haven't watched all the takes that are on YouTube and and whatnot, but um, I gotta say this is this is pretty lousy. So, all right. Well, that's gonna wrap this section up. Um, yeah, I'm 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 kind of hoping that Blizzard releases these a little bit more frequently. Um, and I know that these are all works in progress, so any of these particular uh, spells or numbers or any of that stuff can change. Um, but uh, yeah, this does make me a little nervous because I feel like we're getting shoehorned into a specific role. And I know we can choose between two. I get that. But nothing feels worse than when you're like, man, that Oracle playstyle is miserable. But it's the meta... So I've got to do it. That stinks. Um, or, or whatever the spec is. I mean, they, they all have their ups and downs. And we haven't seen any of the others. Um, we've only seen eight. Uh, there's 13 classes. So um, actually, I think we've seen nine because we've seen two of the druid ones. But uh, I, look, the War Within is going to be here really soon. And they are still working on this. So... I know that they're just the framework is there. They're just tweaking the numbers. So feedback is best. Give it clear, specific, concise feedback to the devs if you can. I think that would be great. Um, and I think that it's something that uh, as as players, if you have a vested interest in a particular class that you see and you're like, wow, this is terrible. You need to say something. Put, post your feedback. Uh, whatever you put it on the forums, whatever you can do. Um, I think it's important. But if you if you love it, say something there too. Hey, this new Oracle hero talent tree is fantastic. I love it. Okay, we'll say that then. Um All right. Let's uh let's get, that's it. That's it for something new. We're going to move on to the weekly rant. It's time for the weekly rant. So I posted this question on Reddit and uh, I was curious because I know what I think, but I wanted to see what the people think. And, eh, you know, I got a few responses, not a whole lot, but, um, you know, it's enough to kind of draw some initial conclusions from. Uh, so the question I posed was, what was your favorite Dragonflight system or feature? Now that we're running to the end of the expansion, it's run its course. What was your favorite feature? Um and I got some interesting responses, um, but more so, I I think it really it kind of made people think because you go well I, I liked the I liked the quests but I didn't like the storyline or uh, I liked the Mythic Plus dungeons but I didn't like the uh, Dragonflight dungeons or whatever um, so there was definitely some mixed opinions um, I, I have a top ten list here I'm going to go through but um, really this is a I think the fact that we have such a varied number of responses here 
shows that there is a lot in Dragonflight, and there is a lot for everyone. Um, everybody who's playing World of Warcraft right now has something that they liked. And the people that don't, they've stopped playing. So I feel like um, the takeaway of Dragonflight is going to be that this is probably one of the best expansions we've ever had. Not because it has this memorable, amazing feature like um, the uh, class order halls in Legion or the artifact weapons or uh, having the most iconic villain ever in Arthas. But I think that this is just going to go down as a really good, strong overall um just just overall good expansion um yeah so this is like the the byron scott of expansions it's really good but not great at anything <laughs> sorry as a 80s basketball reference for you uh all right let's just let's just go through this number 10 the questing and the storyline so yeah there was some issues with the dragonflight storyline but overall, the questing was good. The Blue Dragonflight questline was great. Um, the tier storyline I felt was really good. I didn't love, love the fact that it was chopped up over several patches, but I, I do understand that you have to kind of dr string people along. Um, the main Dragonflight story of um, dealing with Razageth and then the Incarnates coming out and uh, eventually Furak trying to destroy the tree and... Uh, that wasn't great. Um, I really liked some of the Black Dragonflight legacy quest lines in Zerolak Cavern, even though I didn't really like Zerolak Cavern. I hated all the Loam Niffin stuff. Oh, God. But, uh, yeah, I'd say um, uh, anything to do with the Tuskar was great. Anything to do with the... I liked the Dragon Expedition stuff. I didn't particularly care for some of the NPCs, but I felt like the stories were actually really good. Um, it's just some of the NPCs were a little obnoxious, especially on the Alliance side. Uh, looking at you, Toddy Whiskers. Um, yeah, so questing storyline number 10. Number nine, we have follower dungeons. Yes, so oh, this is a brand new feature and we got several mentions. Um, and one of those was for me because I'll tell you, I really like the follower dungeons, it's really good just to be able to play with my Wigoras and jump into a, a dungeon. Oh, it's great. Uh, I really I love the follower dungeons, the NPCs are great. Um, you can go pull whatever you want and the tank will grab it off of you um, and not complain <laughs> like a real tank. Um, yeah, I think this is a great feature and I hope that this is a feature that Blizzard really puts a lot of time and attention into going forward because, yeah, it, it, I could probably get... I could see a lot more people playing World of Warcraft if they had a way to ease them into some of the endgame content. But what happens is people level up and then they go, well, I'm too intimidated to do any of this stuff because I joined a dungeon I got yelled at. Well, this is a way to kind of ease into it. So uh, follower dungeons, definitely a great feature and uh, really hoping to see more. I, I think this would have been higher up if it had been released at launch. But anyway, number eight is raids. Uh, yeah, so this is a tough one because while we had a great, Razageth was probably the best raid boss in the last I don't know, 10 years, um, maybe maybe top five, but I, she's definitely the best of the expansion. Um, and then we have the Amirdrasil raid, which is pretty good. And Farak is a banger of a boss. Uh, Tendril Sagewift is a really interesting boss fight. But overall, the raids kind of lacked. Uh, Aberus was boring from start to finish. Uh, most of the Vault of the Incarnates was kind of boring. Um, Grim Totem was a, a good fight. I liked that one, but uh, 
I don't know. The, the raids were okay. I think um, it, you can pick out a couple of key boss fights uh, from the uh, Vault of the Incarnates and from Amir Dressel, but um, overall, I'd say, yeah, the, the raids were good, um, but definitely not one of the top features in the expansion. So uh, it comes in a number eight. And I do think that if we had had four raids instead of three, this would have been higher, but Blizzard shortchanged us on the raids. So um, there you go. Number seven. Mythic plus dungeon pools. Yeah, okay, so this is a really good one. Um, I think that, especially coming after BFA and Shadowlands, where it's like, hey, guess what? You get to do the same dungeons again and again and again. So they, Blizzard said, okay, well, we can mix this up. We're going to throw in old dungeons. They tested this out in Shadowlands Season 4. They realized, hey, this could actually work. And yeah, sure enough, it did. And this is probably my favorite dungeons are the ones that are the older ones that have been retuned for uh dragonflight mythic plus um i i gotta tell you the the eight original dragonflight dungeons not the best <laughs> really not um you know the their design team tried and they they did a pretty good job but i would pick if i was going to pick my top 10 i don't think any of the dragonflight dungeons would be in there um as far as the mythic plus dungeon pool for this uh, expansion. So um, I love the way they handled it. I like how they they added some dungeons from uh, different expansions, the way they spread that out. Uh, it's just great. I, I even don't mind the fact that we had to do Court of Stars for for six months. That wasn't even as bad as I thought it was going to be. But um, yeah, uh, Mythic Plus Dungeon Pools, uh, really good, uh, uh, really good uh, showing there. Number six, we have the Drakthir and or the Evokers. Uh, primarily the Evokers. I think people were less impressed with the Drakthir, um, but uh, they are one and the same. So if you uh, if you want to be an Evoker, you got to be a lizard. So uh, the, uh, people really like the Evokers, um, especially augmentation and uh, the uh, hold to cast uh, casting style. I think was really impressive to people. It was really fun being able to rescue, uh, fly around, uh, dragon breath. Uh, just overall, and now with patch 2.5, they can fly, they can dragonfly. I mean, it's just they're a really cool class. I I did resurrect my evoker, um, ch- changed him to augmentation, uh, ran a couple of keystones with him, and then I got bored because <laughs> uh, augmentation might be re- great for running high keys, but it's actually kind of boring to play. Personally, I think it is. Some people might really like it. Um, so yeah, Drakthir or evoker primarily. Um, number six uh, on the list so that's a good showing there number five we have the profession system so yeah the profession system saw a huge uh upgrade uh modification at the beginning of dragonflight and it's been iterated on since but it's mostly the way it was introduced in patch 10.0 um i love the profession system i think it's been great um there i've discussed this before in previous episode but i think there are some things that could be cleaned up maybe going into the war within but i think that overall the profession system has been great i love being able to um have uh upgrade or to create raid level gear with the profession system i think that was such a great implementation the way they did it I, i loved it i think um as long as they continue to improve on this and listen to some player feedback, this profession system that they've introduced is going to be great and it's going to last for a long time because there's, there's a lot of depth to it. The uh, specializations, the uh, knowledge points, um, it's just so much to it uh, that was great. And um, 
yeah, I'm really hoping that we see a lot more uh, involvement from the professions going forward. Number four, world content and public events. So this is a huge one for people who are maybe they don't have time to do any end game content or they're intimidated by it or they just don't like grouping up with other people. This is a great, I, there are so many, well, I tried to list out all of the world events and I was like, okay, we'll start with the feast and then we got the hunt and then we got the assault and dragon main keep and then we got, a, and I started going through the list and I'm like, holy crap, there was a lot. We had the Farak assaults, we had the researchers, we had the time rifts, we had the dream search, we have the super blend, we have the Emerald Frenzy, we have the uh, Azerothian archives and and you could go even smaller than that you go all of the stuff that they had in Zerla Cavern you had the uh, the Scarab vaults you had the um, you know the sniff and seek I mean there were so many things to do in the world the world felt alive this is the, I, this is the most alive that the world has felt since Legion honestly and it's great I love it um, this is yeah this is easily one of my favorite new features in dragonflight and i really hope that this continues going forward now i'm a little nervous about the war within because it feels like the zones are going to be a little bit more um, segregated but um yeah you know we'll see uh, i will give blizzard the benefit of the doubt on this and uh, we'll see going forward number three was the talent trees yes the talent tree update was fantastic um yeah people really liked the talent trees um i, I think that while yeah so there's some frustration with oh so we're back to three cookie cutter builds well yeah but you can go in and you can tweak one talent choice based on what fight you're doing based on what dungeon you're doing or based on what content you're doing like oh i'm just doing the open world i'm gonna have all of these other things on me i'm gonna have all my self-healing talents because uh i don't have a, a healer with me so I've, i'm gonna reduce my dps but i'm gonna buff my self-healing okay great you can do that. It gives you flexibility. I have a, a talent build on some of my characters called Legacy Content, which increases my speed because, you know, when you're running through Molten Core or uh, Blackwing Lair and you're just like, oh, this is forever and I'm going to one shot the boss anyway, so who cares? Yeah, give me more speed. <laughs> I'll take the speed boost. So, yeah, I think the talent trees, um, the talent tree system has been great. Um, I really. Uh, I'm I'm really happy with it. I'm a little nervous about the hero talents in the War Within again. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and hopefully, uh, as uh, uh, feedback comes in, like I told you to do, make sure you submit your feedback to Blizzard. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, they they really kind of tighten this up, and and we have some really great uh, evergreen features uh, for the future of the game. Number two was the upgrade system which includes the catalyst even though that was uh, technically a shadowlands feature uh but the upgrade system with the flight stones and the crest when i first read about it i was like this sounds so stupid this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen it's fantastic it's not just good for upgrading it's good for just you have your own character progression within your upgrade system now yeah there's some some kinks in it like when i was playing my monk um i was I was questioning, well, should I catalyze my veteran gear or should I just wait till I get champion gear? Okay, so yeah, there's some things, but that's it's gonna be anything. And honestly, I'd rather have that difficulty in my gear upgrade process than what it was in season one, where it's just like, well, hope you enjoy your raid gear that you can't do anything with. Uh, and Mythic Plus gear completely blew it out of the water. So raid gear was completely worthless in season one, except for trinkets. Um, 
uh, or mythic raid, <laughs> which good luck. Um, because even her- heroic raid, you could uh, get better from doing mythic plus. So anyway, uh, yeah, the, the upgrade system was great. Um, they cleaned it up in season three, and I hope that that's something that continues to get uh, cleaned up and worked on. Um, I love that you can upgrade your your crests. Um, if you can't use them, you can't use, uh, like we can't use Weppling anymore, so you can upgrade them to Drake. I think that was a great addition. Um, I, I like. I even like the Flight Stones. And as frustrating as they can be, um, Flight Stones, I feel like you, you either never have enough or you always have too many. But um, you know what? It, that's, that's good because currency should be something you have to think about before you spend it. it. Otherwise, why have it? Why have it be a currency if you don't have to think about it? So, yeah, upgrade system. And number one, of course you know it has to be dragon riding oh my goodness so good this is by far one of the best features ever introduced to the game um yeah it's so good i I love the dragon riding races i love the customization i love just everything about it it's so good the speed with 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 which you go and now that we can go to the old world and dragon ride oh my gosh it is amazing even at 85 percent, it's still lightning fast compared to the the slow mount or you know the tbc style flying mount so good such a great system and yeah okay so we've got it's dragon riding and and we're in the dragon flight expansion but going forward it'll be dynamic flying and it's just going to be a new part of the game and i am here for it i'm so glad that blizzard did this and i'm so glad it's gonna be a feature that's carried forward and that they're not saying oh no you got to go to the dragon house dragon ride no 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 this is here and it's here to stay um, including hopefully some customizations for some of these mounts. Um, I, I'd love to see some new customization options for some of these old mounts that we've got. How cool would that be? Um, anyway, that's that's a that's a, that's a wish list. Maybe I'll do a wish list uh, episode at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, dragon riding by far the best feature of Dragonflight, and I think pretty much everyone can agree on that. So. Uh, well done, Blizzard. Well done. This is a this is a great expansion. Uh, easily in my top three, uh, maybe even in my top two. Um, uh, yeah, I would say uh, this is by far one of the best efforts they've ever done. Because even though there were some misses um, from things like you know the storyline and uh, some of the different components, uh, overall this has been a, a great expansion. Now, one thing that I didn't even get mentioned is the uh, user interface. I think the user interface is fantastic. The the fact that Blizzard keeps iterating on it and keeps making adjustments to it, it's it's been great. Um, I don't even use a user interface add-on anymore because I don't need to. I can just use the built-in user interface. It's great. I love it. Um, but and nobody mentioned that in the post, and I even forgot to put it in the uh, initial list that I put on the post, but that's okay uh, because I, I just brought it up anyway. So user interface, um, honorable mention. Uh we're doing the watch mojo uh, style of uh, top 10 list uh here are a few honorable mentions <laughs> uh anyway uh all right enough of that uh that's our show for today thank you so much for listening uh it's been a pleasure to uh, be able to talk at you um uh for the last uh, hour or so um really appreciate you tuning in and listening um uh, as always if you have any questions or comments about the podcast or uh, if you want to email me about just anything in particular you can get a hold of me at denethar1 at gmail.com or you can reach out to me on x twitter i am at denethar you will occasionally catch me streaming world of warcraft uh, or world of warcraft classic uh, uh my twitch handle is denethar01 
or on YouTube, which is also also Denethar01. So uh, yeah, again, thank you for, for tuning in. And until next time, be good to each other out there. Remember, that's another person on the other side of that keyboard. So be nice, smile, and uh, just be good to each other. I love you all. Thank you. And I'll see you in Hazaroth.